are not three separate devices. This is one device. That is the voice of Steve Jobs. And this is Stacy Julian with episode 119, a micro show of exactly enough time. Exactly Enough Time is a podcast about being present. It's about recognizing the time you have to enjoy the people, places, and things important to you. Did you know? You can choose to be curious and playful, to live with intention, and to create connection. I am your host, Stacy Julian. I am a life enthusiast and a believer. Listen up. I think you'll find inspiration for living your life and telling your story because you have exactly enough time. Hey guys, how are you? Happy podcast day. So good to be back. I took a little vacation last week, but I am here today and I'm so grateful that you are listening. So, When Steve Jobs was unveiling the iPhone and said that line about three devices in one, he was talking about a fully functioning iPod, a mobile phone, and an internet connector. (laughs) That's what the news article said. That is how he described a brand new device that would change the technology world forever. I don't know where you were on June 29th, 2007, but I was in line at my local AT&T store. Okay, to be 100% truthful, my friend Jenna, who at the time was my nanny, she was in line most of the day. I came much later on so that I could purchase my very first iPhone. And here's something fun. I'm recording this episode on June 29th, 2021, 14 years later to the day. You might be interested to know that I have kept each and every one of the super cool boxes that new iPhones come in that I have purchased. I now have 10 boxes. (laughs) Okay, today you guys, we're talking tech story. Now, before you think tech story, I don't have a tech story. (laughs) You do. Let's just say that maybe you, like me, are a mother or a parent. And let's say that one of your children has ever said something like this to you. Oh, mom, how old were you when you got your first smartphone? Did your parents make you wait until you were 17? (laughs) Okay, right? You, my friend, have a tech story to tell. I promise. And I want you to tell it because it is going to be fascinating for you and for others to revisit and read in coming years. How do I know this? Because this week, I am head down working on a big project that highlights the 80 years of my mother's life, 80 years that she's been on this earth. For a short time, 
My mom actually kept a kind of online journal and she answered questions that sparked stories for her. I'm so grateful for the handful of stories that I have in her own words. I found these stories and I'm including many of them in her big scrapbook that I'm making. So two days ago, I read one of these stories that my mom wrote. It's about some of the innovations that she has witnessed in her lifetime. But just a heads up, her story also mentions the toilet, which she told me often didn't work right when she was growing up. I guess indoor plumbing back then wasn't quite what we expect it to be today. But I just wanted you to be prepared, okay? Here's what my mom wrote. I was fascinated when my sister Shirley got a microwave. Several years later, we got one too. I remember Stacy and I experimenting with different foods. When we put a big marshmallow inside and turned the dial to start the microwave, we started laughing out loud because it slowly puffed up and then started rocking back and forth. We took to imitating it and the real fun began. I also remember in the 1950s when a few people in our neighborhood got TVs. You could see this blue glow emanating from a corner in their living room through the drapes. And it was so exciting wondering what they might be seeing. My grandmother, Minnie McDougall, passed away in 1951. And the following year, we received some inheritance money. So my dad got us a TV. Shortly after that, Mom and Dad and their friends, the Campbells, went to a Kiwanis convention in Sun Valley. The Campbells left their two sons for me to babysit, along with my brother and sister. As it turned out, the TV did somewhat compensate for the toilet, which backed up on the first day. We didn't know how to fix it or what to do, so we continued to use it over and over until the parents came home. Can you imagine? The words that come to mind are, close that bathroom door and turn on the TV. (laughs) My mom goes on. The other thing was the computer, which I did not understand then or now. That whole thing has always been a love-hate relationship. The best thing is that I can now see my grandkids daily on Instagram. So it's now more love than hate. But then there's the worst thing of all, the cell phone. I do rely on it more and more. But every time I get something down, something changes. I cannot swipe the right way to save my life. I do like my iPad, but both fall into the love-hate category. I guess this is how you can tell my age, so we will just leave it at that. (laughs) So perhaps on some level you can relate to my mom. Or you can relate because perhaps like me, you have made the horrible error of telling your dad, Dad, it's going to be easy. I'll show you when it is anything but easy. (laughs) Several years ago, I started collecting printed photos related to some aspect of technology. So for example, I have a photo of my first flip phone. I have a picture of my son Taft as a toddler. He's fingering the keyboard. I have a photo of my husband renting a DVD to take on our flight to Hawaii. It wasn't that long ago, you guys, where you could rent DVDs in the airport. I have a photo of my son Trey, who incidentally was born the same year as Google, 1998. He's sitting on the toilet with his laptop. 
Sheesh, sorry about all the toilet talk today. (laughs) Of course, I have multiple photos where my kids' faces are being beautifully illuminated by a screen. I distinctly remember my fifth grade teacher, Mr. Homburg, he was my favorite, telling us that he had read an article. And this would be about 1975-ish. He read an article that said that by the time we were adults, books would read themselves. Hmm, kind of sounds like Audible to me. So probably my favorite photo, you guys, is one of my desk in 2001 when I started to work as editor of Simple Scrapbooks Magazine. In this photo, you can see my Dell computer, my phone with a headset, my Rolodex, my dictionary and thesaurus, post-it notes, a big flat calendar, and my two-drawer filing cabinet where I kept article submissions and other important work-related documents. Okay, so I still use Love and Need, my big desktop computer, but it's crazy to think that just a few years later, my iPhone that fits in my hand and is also a computer keeps my calendar with reminders and alarms, my notes, my contacts, ready access to a dictionary and thesaurus, shared folders that house and organize important documents, and tens of thousands of images. All of these things that used to fill my desk are now at my fingertips. I display my Grandpa McDougall's typewriter on a shelf upstairs next to his photo. It weighs like 30 pounds. It's so heavy. But it's portable, and the portable typewriter was invented in 1892. Most people couldn't afford one until early in the 20th century. My grandpa got his in the 1930s and he used it a lot. He loved it. My mom remembers the sound of him lugging it up the stairs from the basement to where he would plop it on the kitchen table and she could listen to him type letters to his parents and siblings. I have many of these letters and I have lists and notes and all kinds of records that he typed and filed away. When I left for college, I took my brand new electric typewriter in a super snazzy case. So for almost a hundred years, a portable typewriter was cutting edge technology. We now live in a media drenched world with all kinds of apps and access and social sharing 24 seven. Much of this access admittedly is not elevating but we can still marvel at the innovations and incredible changes in technology that we've witnessed in a very short period of time. Do you remember where you were when you sent your first email? Text messages weren't really a thing until the early 2000s. And today, most of us, if we inadvertently left our house without our smartphone, we'd probably go back for it. I have. We're super duper tech dependent. How do you feel about that? Do you love it? Do you hate it? That's what I want to know. That's what I want you to make a part of your story. So if you've never considered doing this before, here's a few things you can start doing. Start taking pictures of what you use and how you use it. Yes, the microwave. Take a picture of the dash in your car. 
How about you working on your laptop? Borrow a family member's phone and take a picture of your phone. Better yet, have them take a picture of you holding your phone. And take screenshots every now and then. I know you probably do, but keep it up. Let's not forget that what is ubiquitous to us will be remarkably unique and interesting to those a generation or more from now. And add notes or captions in the information panel associated with some of your digital images. Or create a keyword that you can use to tag tech-related photos. Note what you paid for something and what features you are most excited about. Your story matters, and your memories of and experiences with technology are part of your life story. So track and then tell the story of your tech. Now, in the show notes at stacyjulian.com, I am going to share a video walkthrough of my first tech story. It's something that I call extended story because it's layers and it's really kind of cool. And in case you didn't know, I have developed some pretty liberating storytelling concepts and products specifically designed to help you document the details of everyday life over time. I want to help you tell stories. Yes, down the road in a few or several years, someone can compile pictures for you and they can make a big scrapbook of your life. But I promise if they have bits and pieces of your personal perspective and your experiences in your voice, it will make all the difference. And speaking of technology, Thank you for finding and listening to Exactly Enough Time. If you like what you hear, I would love you to leave me a review wherever you listen. Okay, you guys, I am off to a family reunion to present my mother her scrapbook. But I will be back next week with another episode of Exactly Enough Time. <laughs>